0: What's up, what's up, what's up, Snap Survivors? I am Tasha Pierce. This is After the Snap, a virtual refugee camp for everyone affected by Thanos Snap. So yeah, just when I said, oh my goodness, I'm feeling burnt out. I'm doing too much. I'm burning the candle at both ends. Just when I say that, Marvel releases another in-game trailer. And my track record is impeccable about getting these things out the day that the trailer drops. So I'm not gonna be any different this time. We're gonna get this one out the day that the trailer drops. Buckle up, let's go on a ride. And like, this is a first for me. I am going to be simultaneously recording this for YouTube. I'm really trying to make this as concise as possible. Hopefully I get through this thing without making huge gaffes or mistakes. If not, aren't you glad you guys listening to audio or I can edit the heck out of it because I still don't know what the crap I'm doing with video. Let's jump into this trailer. Okay, so the trailer starts off. We've got a bunch of flashback scenes and in these flashback scenes, they are all taken pretty much from MCU origin movies. They all have the color all drawn out of it. The only color that is prominent on the screen it is showing in color is uh, the red accents in these shots. It's kind of like Schindler's Schindler's List and I'm kind of giving my age. If you've not seen that movie about the Holocaust, it's an old movie, but that is the way they shot is a very pivotal moment in that movie. And all you could see was the, the red as this little girl walked down the street, uh, you would have to see that movie. But yes, this is exactly like that, where uh, that red is standing out. The vibe from the first Iron Man movie was intentional. So we noticed in both of the trailers that we were getting the feeling that we were seeing Tony Stark going back to the beginning. And that is precisely what I feel like is happening here. Tony Stark had to remember where he came from to get where he needed to be throughout this beginning part of this beginning montage with, with Tony narrating, he's professing his love for Pepper and taking us through his journey as Iron Man. Now the next voiceover we hear is from Peggy Carter, and when she talked to uh, Steve while she was on her deathbed. So we see origin movie, pre-Super Serum Steve, staring at an enlistment post poster. The flag of the United States is hanging in the corner with only the red showing. Uh, showing in color anyway so remember the red on the flag symbolizes the blood that was lost by soldiers who defended our nation so I don't know if that is supposed to invoke that same type of symbolism but that that's what the red means that is the blood that was lost by the soldiers who was defending our nation so we move on to another iconic shot which is the Ellis Island shot the same bleak imagery from the first trailer so we see Steve in full color at that same meeting that we saw him at the last time, it looks like he's still doing the whole support group thing. So we see that type of, that same little shot of him. The next scene, shot entirely in color, shows Clint Barton training an archer, presumably his daughter. And in the background, you can spot another member of his family. This scene to me could very well be an opening scene to Endgame. We may witness Hawkeye's family get dusted and the next scene also in color shows black widow and Ronan in japan same clip from the first trailer only difference is this time we see them join hands so uh, the first trailer we wasn't quite sure if Ronan was going to uh go back with widow right then it looks like that's the scene that he has been effectively recruited back into the avengers then another flashback to peggy's funeral The red of the flag again draped over her casket is the only burst of color on the screen. And this is a funeral, so you know, it is really steep in the black and white imagery because everybody is pretty much wearing black and white. And then this bright shock of color from the flag hanging over the casket. And we still hear Peggy talking in the the voiceover. Our next flashback is to Asgard and Thor's origin with Odin, Thor's cape, being the most notable red in the scene there are other little spots of red as they bring us zoom us in to Odin and Thor when they were standing like in front of the castle then forward to Thor in Wakanda after the snap so that is also the only red that we're seeing in that scene is from Thor's cape and that's where he's watching people get dusted each of them with a flash of crimson from whatever red is highlighted in their uniforms. And really, you can let's look at Thor from his voiceover, you can hear that he was traumatized. He just sat and watched people die. That's that's what he's reminiscing that he watched so many people die. So, next we see Cap, Black Widow and Banner sitting around a table when he when Cap says that he keeps telling people to move on and some do, but not us. Now in this scene, pay attention to the widow's hair. Her hair has completely grown like down her back. It had to have taken, I would say at least six months for her hair to have gone from that short bob to all the color has grown out except for at the tips. The blonde is only on the tips of her hair now. Next, a dazed and confused Ant-Man, presumably fresh out of the quantum realm, appears to stumble upon the aftermath of the decimation. So you see the homes behind him just overrun with trash, overgrown landscaping. And most notably, like right in front of him, he's looking at like what looks like dozens of missing persons flyers. And that many weathered missing poster missing persons posters denotes another passage of time. So we're looking at at least, again, I feel like maybe he came out of the quantum realm Uh, a month later because things are looking pretty overgrown. So it had to have been some time, but definitely with the widow's hair, we're seeing uh, what definite would possibly have been at least six months. Okay, then we hear Black Widow saying that if there's a small chance at fixing this, they owe it to everyone who's not in the room to try. Next, a a clip of Hawkeye running away from an explosion. If you look at his wrist, his right wrist, there's like a light, there's a device on his, on his wrist, and it could possibly be those devices that we saw in the leaked set photos this past summer, and I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering if those are the quantum realm devices that are helping them through their traveling through the realm, we, of course, we're going to find out in the movie, but I think that device was present, and it lights up, he's running through what appears to be like a, tunnel of some kind there's an explosion behind him and his wrist is lit up with this uh with this device it also appears to me that he was in the same place remember in the first trailer where he was kind of down on the ground crouching and it was a red cast coming over his face again that color red is kind of like denoting danger and and again sacrifice so when i look and saw him running through this tunnel it looks like it's the exact same place so we don't know what that what that symbolizes or what that could possibly mean in the grand scheme of things with the movies but that is exactly what it appears to be to me um then we see rocket and roadie both decked out in something new you got rocket in his og costume from the comic books and you got roadie in a bigger heavier type of armor he just looks buff under his armor you know and maybe that is to be able to withstand a beating whether a a, a beating in this armor in the event that he has to and then you hear cap saying we will whatever it takes so then we see a clip of cap talking to ronan i think this clip is kind of misplaced i think cap talking to ronan happens earlier and i think uh this is ronan being very unforgiving for what happens the look on his face is not one of i'm talking to my friend and he and I are gonna go save the world. That's not the look on Roman's face. He's got this freaking mohawk. I don't know what it is about men who are waiting until they get to be 100 years old to get these mohawks, but more power to you. <laughs> but uh, So he's got this mohawk, he looks rebellious. So I'm thinking this is Clint very soon after uh, the snap took away his family. Then we see Scott in his Ant-Man suit. And now I'm thinking again. This is misplaced. Scott in his Ant-Man suit. I think we should have seen that before we saw in the movie. We'll see. We'll see uh, Ant-Man in his Ant-Man suit before we see him out and walk in the neighborhood and seeing the aftermath of the snap. Because he's at home. He's in the suit. He looks confused. He looks like I don't. There's something that is he's supposed to see. He's not seeing. And I'm, I'm going to go with, there's no people. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that all the people that he thought should have been around are not. The the way that the, the land, landscaping is overgrown, the things that he would have been able to see walking up to the house, that's one thing. Then you get into the, the house and it's empty. There's no sign of anybody. That's the second thing. And then you come out after you get some clothes on. You come outside and see that not just your family is missing, but... Like literally dozens of other people at least are missing. So he's he's in for the shock of his freaking life when he finds out exactly what the scope of things is. But moving along, the next thing we see is Thor with an activated stormbreaker. And then Nebula. And if this pic this scene looks an awful lot like Nebula when she uh crash-landed on Titan and was uh getting ready to attack Thanos. That's what that scene looks like to me now, not necessarily saying that it has to be that scene, but if it is a flashback to that scene with Nebula running towards Thanos and about to attack, it wasn't in black and white. And I don't know why this one, this one scene would be different. Why this one flashback scene would be shot in kind of color. Okay. Then we go back to Hawkeye. He's in the same area from the first trailer again with the red lighting and it appears that he's in the same place that he outran the explosion earlier. I explained that. Same scene from the first trailer of Widow doing target practice. Her shots coinciding with the Avengers theme playing in the background. Then you hear her voice say whatever it takes. Now, another thing notable, again, looking at the passage of time just from Widow's hair. Her hair, once again, not quite as red as it is in that scene where they're all sitting around that conference table so still it's grown out quite a bit but it's like the color is still kind of streaky can't explain but i do know that we've seen some past some time pass because her her hair is a considerable amount longer considerable amount longer a very dirty cap completes the scene from the first trailer it's him strapping his shield to his hand. He is filthy. He looks like he has been in the fight of his life. And the the look on his face is just sheer anguish. Like like he just, he doesn't know how to stay down. He just, he can do this all day. So he keeps getting up. But he really looks like he's been in a battle in this particular scene. Full uniform and he's strapping the shield to his hand. Then we see Ant-Man. In the miniature form, flip some sort of switch and then he leaps. And I'm either guessing that that's going into or out of the quantum realm, and it's probably when he's got everybody with him. Cuts to Tony back on the Benatar, looking determined as ever, and then his voice says, Whatever it takes. And then the scene from the first trailer that shows the Avengers marching through that hangar, except now we clearly can see the characters in their fresh white jumpsuits. So as speculated, there were characters removed from the first trailer because here's our lineup. It's led by Cap. The next uh, set we see is Ant-Man and Nebula. Then we see Hawkeye and Rody Then we see Tony and Black Widow. And that, that's not necessarily the way that we're going to see them march out that order that we're going to see it in the movie. That's just the way they cut it for the trailer. But most notably, Tony and Nebula, they're there. So when did they get back to Earth? We will find out all these things in just a few weeks. But uh, Rossoe Brothers said, we don't even have to play the game with you guys. You knew he was going to get back. <laughs> so, So this is not like giving us something ridiculously spoilerific. It is just telling us and confirming what we already know. We already knew about these white jumpsuits. And we knew that there was no way that we was going to have this movie without Tony Stark. So the, the, the Russo brothers said, let, we're going to let you see him. There he is. You know, now what can you do with that? So we see the Avengers logo come back together from dust. Hear the iconic Avengers theme. And then in the stinger, Thor comes face to face with Carol Danvers. Both have their poker faces on. Thor has one arm outstretched, summoning Stormbreaker. Captain Marvel doesn't flinch, even as the weapon flies past her face and Thor stares intently into her eyes and says, I like this one. And I thought that was awesome. This is a scene with possibly the two most powerful Avengers that we have having a stare down. And you know, it's kind of, commonplace I think I said it in in a a podcast a few weeks ago it's commonplace for the Avengers to have a fight in the Avengers movie and I'm not talking about fighting the villain that's just we know that's coming I'm talking about at some point in the movie the Avengers fight each other now I hope that's not going to happen in this movie because somebody could easily get killed (laughs) with that much power in one room but yes so uh, we we see a whole lot of things in this trailer. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that we had already speculated about that we thought we were going to see that we ended up you know seeing. We're seeing a lot of stuff from the same trailer. They're showing us things without showing us things. But one thing they did not show us was Thanos, which leads me to speculate that he will not be a huge presence. In fact, even in the poster for the movie, Thanos seems to be looming behind the team like they're in his shadow so perhaps present-day thanos has gone to the farm planet and passed away it really would make sense especially since the uh, russos confirmed that both he and the gauntlet were permanently damaged of course the russos said a whole bunch of other things that uh, did not pan out but i think those things were trying to avoid spoilers this is something they dropped themselves this is something that they said themselves permanent damage to Thanos and the gauntlet so those are two things that we need to possibly keep in mind he could possibly be dead present-day Thanos could possibly be deceased uh, the prominent color red does seem to represent some sort of danger again I said and also it does seem to indicate sacrifice and we know that there has been quite a bit of uh, speculation that our Avengers may have to make a choice and whatever it takes, being the, the mantra throughout this trailer, it tells me that we probably are not too far off base. Somebody is going to have to make a sacrifice. And I think it's just too easy for it to be Captain America, especially because a lot of the imagery is showing uh, the red, white, and blue flag. And that immediately makes you make the cosmic leap to Captain America that's too easy I don't think it'll be Captain America I, I don't want it to be anybody I don't think it will be Captain America simply because you, it's like they're trying to force you to make that connection especially with the flag being all over the damn place so what is your what are your thoughts what do you guys think uh going to happen with our Avengers who do you think is going to be left standing that is the question Who's going to be left standing? I am, uh, I guess I can talk a little bit about uh, Captain Marvel too while I'm here. We can do a little, little tiny spoiler stuff for uh, Captain Marvel. Still not going to do big spoiler, a big spoiler event. And I'm still, I'm still not prepared to make it like a huge spoiler event. But I am prepared to go a little bit more in depth than I did the last time. And let's just start with the obvious Captain Marvel made a shit ton of money can we say that together Captain Marvel made a shit ton of money we're talking opening weekend was something stupid like 150 million dollars here in the states and uh in Canada and then once you start talking about going worldwide we're talking about right now we're, we're over half a million I'm sorry silly me right now we're on over half a billion dollars and climbing It's freaking crazy right this is the little engine they could what was my what was my uh my projection 95 million she blew that out the water just blew it away and and i'm good with that this is what we needed captain marvel to do now I know I mentioned that I would, I would give them. I was giving the movie a 3.75 on my regular five-point scale. There were reasons for that, and uh, the explainy, expositiony nature of the beginning of the movie is kind of what I blame on that. And I know I just gave Black Panther a five rating, and, and it has some huge issues itself. But I told you there was cultural significance, there was a little personal feeling, and this is my rating, not yours. So. In this one, I gave it a 3.75 because of that old explaining shit, okay? But we saw the Tesseract. So we know that the power that Captain Marvel has has been uh, granted to her basically by her absorbing the energy of the space stone. We also know that um, this is another spoiler, that she had every intention of being available to Nick Fury. But when she gave him the, the revamped pager she told him this thing can reach me within one or two galaxies so if she's further away even if Nick Fury was trying to page her she would not have gotten the page so there is nothing that says Nick Fury never tried to contact Captain Marvel again it's saying that if he tried to contact her and she was out of range she would not have gotten the page this time she was closer obviously within range to get his emergency text. And then when she gets there, we see at the very end of Captain Marvel, that she walks into the room looks like a, uh, it looks like a control center or a crisis center that, that the Avengers have set up because they're trying to figure out worldwide how many people are missing and then how many of the people that they would need to effectively combat a threat are missing. Because to them, they're, they're like, okay, he snapped. Half of the population is gone. Is that it? Is there something else coming? They, they need to be prepared to defend. So now they need to know who, okay, we saw these people get snapped away, but who else is left? So that's what that looks like they were doing. They were getting numbers of worldwide figures of people who were missing, and they were trying to figure out how many of their comrade, comrades had fallen. When... Uh, They also had found Nick Fury's pager. I don't know how that happens, but they found that pager. They had it hooked up to an energy source that the battery would not run down in the pager while they kept that signal going. So there's no telling how long the signal had been going either. Captain Marvel finally gets the signal, comes back to Earth, and her first questions to Black Widow, where's Fury? But in that moment, you just look at a couple of things. Thing number one, Captain America, Captain America still had a beard. That tells you it it's hasn't been so long that he cut his beard. Thing number two, Natasha Romanoff still has her short bob. So, not a lot of time has passed because her hair is still blonde, it hasn't really grown out at the roots, and it's still that short same short hairstyle that she wore in Infinity War. And when you look at Captain Marvel, her suit has changed, her hair has changed a lot of time has passed of course we know that a lot of time has passed because uh, that happened in 1995 right (laughs) so Captain Marvel does show up if if you didn't know now you know (laughs) Captain Marvel does show up in the the mid credit scene of her movie she showed up to Avengers headquarters she wants to know where Fury is but we of course saw her in this trailer so now we know may have been trying to contact her she may have been out of range they kept that signal going forever and ever and ever and therefore she finally got the signal came back to earth i've got a feeling she's been to earth a couple of times since then since the events of 1995 there was just no need for her to have been known for it to be known that she was on earth okay if if you understand what i'm saying i could be talking crazy but okay now let's move past that real quick and get to get to i put a video up on youtube if you want to watch it you know youtube.com slash after the snap just head over there and check it out i had four things that i needed captain marvel to achieve in this movie and in, in uh in her movie and number one was to be a solid entry which we know that she did that uh she earned over earned out earned what everybody expected And they were true to the time period that they set this movie in. And we wanted it to tie back to older storylines. We were reintroduced to the Tesseract in this movie and also realized that that is the way that Carol Danvers got her powers. And we also saw callback Project Pegasus. So we can check that because Carol Danvers set that up for us well. Set up Avengers Endgame was the third thing that I needed. Captain Marvel's movie to do and of course we saw that in the mid credit scene the last thing I needed from the Captain Marvel movie was for Captain Marvel to be compatible with the existing cast and this is where I'm uncertain. I'm not sure if uh, the way she approached this character is going to be right for the chemistry with with the existing Avengers but then after I sat and thought about it after I put the video up Maybe she won't even have to be compatible with the existing Avengers. Maybe the only Avenger only time she has to be uh, compatible with them is for this one movie. Perhaps moving forward. She is the centerpiece of the MCU along with say uh, T'Challa and uh, Peter Parker. So now you will you have Carol Danvers T'Challa and Peter Parker being the faces of the Avengers. And then everybody has to be compatible with them. I could, I'm hoping that we still get some Thor and Black Widow and all of that, but I have prepared myself that this character is different enough that she possibly is not meant to fit in with Tony and Steve Rogers and all of them. Not saying that she's gonna stick out like a sore thumb. I'm just saying she plays it very, very straight, very straight. So she may do well with, and I think T'Challa is a kind of a straight character as well, So you kind of need the antics of Ant-Man and Spider-Man to kind of balance them because what we don't want is to turn into, oh, I don't want to say this because it sounds like I'm being mean, but what we don't want is to to, to, to start to feel like the the vibe of Batman versus Superman, that whole dark vibe. We don't want the MCU to end up turning into that where it's just misery, but if it does, we we got the we got the dc uh, universe and they seem to be having a whole hell of a lot of fun over there lately so hopefully the mcu doesn't turn on their heels like that though anyway i've digressed this has already become a lot longer than i expected it to for it to be just the uh just a breakdown of that trailer i really hope that if you guys had any questions comments anything that you noticed that i didn't because that always happens that you would send me an email at afterthesnap at gmail.com and let me know what your thoughts are again like I said you can head over to YouTube and see the video version of this podcast it was not going to be quite as long I cut that off a long time ago so you guys got a little extra me today and you want to donate to the cause patreon.com slash after the snap paypal.me slash after the snap other than that I really don't have a whole lot else we're supposed to be uh getting up the vid the podcast for thor ragnarok i'm telling you right now that that's going to be late because i put this up might even make it up so that i'm not rushing myself and trying to kill myself to get it up on friday let's not even expect it till sunday is everybody okay with that if there's anything big that happens between now and that podcast coming up thor ragnarok look for it sunday if there's anything big that come, that happens between now and then, you can always check over at YouTube. And if it's not on YouTube, it will be included in the Thor Ragnarok uh, episode. I do want to put out there, in case, because I know this is a very time-sensitive type thing, and I'm already a couple days late. Fandango is, is having an early access uh, fan event for Shazam. You can see that movie early, I think it is next weekend, Saturday, that they are showing their early screenings for Shazam. If you're interested, you need to hurry over to Fandango and get your ticket. See if it's available in your area and get your ticket. If you are an AMC Stubbs member and you use your AMC account over on the Fandango site, guess what? Everything is still the exact same way. So AMC Stubbs A-List is what I'm on. So I've already paid my 21 bucks this month. I can see three movies a week and that week i've already got two that i've already got set apart but i didn't have to pay anything extra there are no online booking fees if you are a subs member and of course i didn't have to pay anything extra because i am an a-list member as well do that go see it early and then if it's great we can always go see it again the weekend that it comes out i just won't be able to talk about it Uh, When I go see it early, but I'm very excited It's playing at the theater that I love to go to My local theater, so I don't even have to go far It's going to be fantastic, it's going to be great I'm not going to tell y'all shit I can't wait to see this movie I'm also going to see Us uh, The Jordan Peele movie Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing that to myself Uh, I'm going to scare the crap out of myself But it is what it is Like I told a good friend of the show Tessa Sanders That I'm going to take one for the team I'm going to go see this movie so that I can tell you guys whether this is true horror or is whether it is a light kind of horror like Get Out was. You know, Get Out was a fantastic movie. Uh, this horror, I mean, this Us movie looks like it is going to be more conventional horror. And I'm just a little scared, but I'm going. I'm going. I'm wear my Depends just in case. I'm not drinking no Minute Maid lemonade because no, that'll make me have to use it. <laughs> But anyway, uh, I've got a, a whole lot of nothing left to talk about. I'll catch you guys on Sunday. Thor Ragnarok, catch you on the flip.